Hey, everyone out there, welcome to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me this week, hey, guess guess what? It's Tyler. Hey. It's me. Yeah, it is you, and uh, yeah, we're here. We survived the storm. Um, best of luck to everyone else still dealing with it. That is, that looks like a nightmare. We were just talking about it. Yeah. That looks... Um, unpleasant to say the least and uh just just awful shit out there so yeah um if if y'all are capable out there i know there's plenty of people who need help right now so yeah that that's that's a pretty good idea maybe 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 toss a few bones uh the way of these people most impacted and it doesn't seem like it's letting up we got another one coming yeah um so yeah, just uh, everyone stay safe out there. Try to help each other best you can. But we're going to do a podcast. Uh, we're doing it on a Saturday, so we don't have F1 to talk about. No. I mean, I mean there, there's qualifying, but I mean, I'm afraid Max is just going to run away with it tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very good. Not really much to talk about there. Just like some... some Teams boning up their strategy, some being a short track, some some stuff happening in Q1 where people get stacked up and shit. Yeah, yeah that that incident between like the Haas teams and Vettel that could have been really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it just happens on these tracks that are shorter, and um, also this track's not very wide. I feel like we might not see a lot of passing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So. Yeah, uh, Kimi Raikkonen retiring. Yeah, and then also not able to race tomorrow. I mean, not uh, not surprising that he's retiring. He's been in F one for a long time, but I think that absolutely opens the door for George Russell to Mercedes, and then mm-hmm. Valtteri Bottas to uh, Alfa Romeo. Yep. So. <sighs> yeah, and then um, the yeah. one thing I'll say about those cars on Sanford is the f- kind of banked, like, hairpin turn. Yeah. I did not expect them to run through that corner like that. Yeah. To, like, run all the way up into banking it around. The first time I saw it, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's fucking cool. Like, they just send it into those corners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, way more than I thought that they were going to, but... They, they have yeah. a little talk with Roman Grosjean over an IndyCar, tell him about banked corners yeah. since he just did his first oval not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it should be interesting, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have a feeling that it might be like a, like in one of the Austria yeah. races at yeah. the Red Bull ring. But we'll see. Well, it'll it'll be interesting because this track is narrow and you can come up, car, come up on cars really fast because of all the blind corners. Like, yeah. What if, if the leader comes up on back markers and doesn't really see it coming, that could, that could be a little bit dangerous. We'll see. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much we really want to talk about a race that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So <laughs> no, let's uh, should be should be exciting though. Let's get back on track. And when I, mm-hmm, damn it, that's a terrible. Damn it, you haven't been playing F1, right? I have. Just oh fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> how funny did that that work out? That, that was pretty good. No, I have been playing F1 2021. I um I've been ripping through that story mode. 
Oh, okay. Been doing. Cool. Um, so I'm, I completed chapter eight. Was the last chapter that I completed. Um, you know, it's it's neat for sure. Uh, it, it's very scenario based. Um, I think, I think it is fun to play through. The story is, you know, it's fine. You know, for what for the first time through, and um, I think it's can show some of the interesting team dynamics that go on um, within an F1 organization, although I don't think it's capturing all of it because there is quite a lot of drama and all sorts of stuff that goes into F1. But um, it is cool, though. Um, the one thing that I will say is the quality of the animations is way better than I would have thought yeah. for a team that really doesn't, do this stuff at all yeah to, like i want to say like the past few f1 games like and i don't i haven't really paid super close attention attention but like the post race interviews where they actually have to animate people have always been the worst looking things about these yes, games definitely definitely and they they definitely made it a lot better in in this and then a lot of the actual cutscenes, like the animations are good the character models look good i was i was kind of pleasantly surprised by that um yeah. That's that EA money, man. It is. It is. And I really wonder, because we saw with Madden, they did a big story mode, and then they tried to keep up with it, and it just seems like they just weren't able to, because it's hard to do that on a yearly release. So I really wonder if they are going to keep this up, you know, with F1 2022, um, Having that EA backing money, definitely for uh, the next few uh, releases since Code Masters was bought not too long ago. But, um, yeah, how, how how does that play in? And then I uh, the one thing that I do wish is that... Uh, so there's two things, actually. One, I, I'm just playing on the middle setting, which I think is challenging or whatever. Not very challenging at all. Um, like, it's, like, way too easy. And I wish I could change it. Uh, midway through or something. I don't think you can. And then, like, there's a lot of, like, different settings you can get into in, in like, the um, the career mode. Um, and that stuff's kind of taken away here somewhat. I, I get it, but I wish wish you could tweak that stuff a little bit more and make the racing more exciting. Um, and I know my next thing isn't... It's more of just an I wish sort of thing. I get that this is probably very hard to do on a year, yearly release. I just wish what happened on track affected more. Like, maybe there's just different paths or something like that that could happen. Because I think it was one race that I needed to finish, like, fourth or something like that. And I ended up winning the race. And, you know, the next cutscenes cut don't really reflect that at all yeah. it's like i finished fourth or whatever so i wish there was a little bit more that i could do there but i get that that's probably very difficult to do on a year, yearly release but it's neat i'm gonna just blast through it the rest of it so have you you played this story mode at all Anyone? uh i think i've played a little more than half of it um there is a uh there's a point where you will definitely know oh this is probably halfway through because kind of changes perspectives yeah, a little bit it, it has changed perspectives okay for me. yeah so I, basically it changed perspectives and then i did that chapter oh okay. after that so that's kind of where i stopped i think i was on i did the australian grand prix again okay i think that's the last thing i did like All your right. gearbox is going out 
all that all that fun stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think I I might be like a chapter or two ahead of where you're at. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Have you played the PS5 version of this game yet? No, I haven't. I have it installed. I just haven't had the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. It's it's pretty good. Um. So did that, and then the other thing I did was I finished Hitman Three. Oh, okay. So cool. I did um did that last mission. Um I think I did actually I did the other missions basically right after you had to leave last weekend. Um so I took like the hour and a half that I had and played more. Um so the mission in China I really enjoyed and uh I I thought it was it was actually kind of tough. Um, cause you have to get into like the data core and all that stuff. And there was like really no good place to like take out your target down there. It's just dudes everywhere. But, um, I, what did I have to do? And I ended up throwing like a knife through her head in her office, <laughs> just like bolting out of the fucking place. And it was really cool how you had to sneak out of there, like mm-hmm. going through a lot of the yeah. vents and figure out how to get through. Cause there's just guards everywhere. Um, I really liked that. Had like a definite like, you know, action movie sort of feel to it. Um, so that was cool. And then the next one, damn, I forget what the location is, but the one at like the 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 winery. Yes. Um, yes, that's uh. Oh man. Damn it! I yeah, I know where this is oh too. This I can't believe I'm like forgetting the name of <laughs> the oh, place. But anyway, Mendoza. Mendoza. Yes. So that level was very cool i totally fucking botched it like i kind of want to go back and play it again because i ended up i was going through one of the mission stories where you became like the uh like the vineyard sort of guy and you're going on a tour to take out one of the targets and i ended up fucking things up and i got into like a straight up shootout with all the guards there and just took out probably 10 different dudes just shot them all up and i'm like this isn't Hitman at all, um, but I stuck with it. So I kind of want to replay that level. The assassinating the the second target, the the dude, um, that was a lot more fun because he ended up going to like some outdoor like courtyard sort of area, and I scaled around on the cliffs and then literally popped up in a bush, shot him in the head, and then popped out of the bush and dropped down back on the cliffs and just snuck out. So that that was actually a lot of fun. So I like, I botched half of it, and the other half was fun. So okay. that was cool. And then the last mission was kind of weird because it's so linear um, on the Carpathian Mountains. Um, it was it was still a cool mission, but it felt more of like a like an uncharted sort of level rather than a hitman level um you know just because it's a very linear level like a lot of the the freedom kind of got taken away um i get there are certain things you could do differently um but there were some cool moments like i ended up using some some fuses to like light up a bunch of dudes and then just basically sneak past them um you know there's a couple neat things uh and yeah the ending was kind of like, okay. Like, I thought the story was better in this game than it was in, like, Hitman 2. Um, but there's still some things about it that I thought ended up being, like, kind of confusing. 
at the end, but it's still a great game. Like it's definitely one of the, one of the best games of the year, in my opinion. And I, I, I just think those most like those first five missions in that game are just so fucking cool. Like, um, like Berlin is awesome. The Dartmoor mansion is so cool. I mean, some of the, just some of the best level design I think you could really experience is in this game. So yeah, the Hitman journey is at least complete for just, you know, playing through all the levels. I know there's a bunch of like DLC levels and stuff that I haven't, I haven't done any of those. So I might go back to it, but really enjoyed my time playing through all three of these games. So that's it. So I'm going to play the F1 story mode and then figure out where to go from there because I feel like I was in like this F1 fucking hole, you know, when that game came out and I came out and there's video games all of a sudden. (laughs) And like there's a lot of stuff. I want to play Death's Door. I want to play Psychonauts 2. Um, I have a Plague Tale installed. Like there's, there's a lot to play. And then Death Loops right around the corner. So, yeah, got got a lot of stuff to rip through. So, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I didn't finish anything I said I'd finish because uh, I I mean, yesterday I had had stuff come up that I had to go take care of. Didn't really get to play any video games, and I got distracted by re well not rewatching, starting to watch the um, the Evangelion rebuild movies. Ooh. Okay. Um, anime? Yes, anime. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I had a few distractions there. I did play some more Fallout 76. I'm doing some some of the quests there. Um, I mean, it's it's all right. It's okay. I'm not sure. I, it's it's a fun little sandbox. I don't know if I want to keep playing it, though. It's, it's more like, oh, making the numbers go up. I don't really find the story all that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there are other things I could be spending my time on, <laughs> yeah. um, like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh. Uh, I did two more worlds, uh, the return to Sargasso, um, and then the uh, Pirate HQ. I, I did that. I met Captain Quantum. Yes. Um, yes. That was good. Yeah. That so was... did you play through the whole level there or... Because basically, there's something that happens at the end. I don't want to like spoil anything, but yeah, I've I've I played played through the whole level. I'm back at my ship, ready to okay. go to the next thing. Okay, so you saw the cutscene with uh, the bad guy. The hmm. There and there's kind what of a mean, dual, a dual the bad a guy. dual bad guy in a way. You mean the emperor? Yes. Yes. I, I okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. What do you think of that? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Like, yeah, I was really in when that happened. <laughs> I mean, you didn't like the game. Didn't have to sell me. Like, I I'm gonna play a Ratchet and Clank game mm-hmm. all the way through. But man, they they did a damn good job with this one, and I want them to continue to make these games. Yeah, definitely. When that happened, like, I kind of felt the whole time. I'm like. There's got to be something else or something behind Doctor Nefarious, and then that happened, and you're like, oh, you know, it's, you know, or or not really something behind him, like a a parallel to him, just between, you know, you have the the Ratchet and Rivet parallels, you have the Clank and uh, um, 
God, what's her name? The other robot. Kit. Kit. Come yes, on. I know. Uh, dude, my brain recently has just been fucking horrible. Like, I can't even remember what I did yesterday. It's just really bad recently. Um, so, yeah, those parallels, like, that was really cool. But those cutscenes just looked so fucking good and were so fucking cool. And I love the design of him. Oh, my God, it's awesome. That whole pirate level was really fun. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I am I think I'm pretty close to the end. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel close to the end here. Yes. So. Yeah, you're definitely very close to the end. Yeah. I mean, normally if we if we recorded this tomorrow, I would have finished this game by the time we <laughs> talked. Um, yeah. But what's your uh now that you're a lot further in, like what's what's your uh, favorite weapons? Hmm. So far. I like the bombardier. The Bo- Yeah. Yeah. I just so. tossing up getting an airstrike in yeah yeah it's it's good yeah um things fun i also got i got my glove of doom yes always always love the glove of doom yeah. they had to bring it back mm-hmm. um and then uh oh shit i cold snap yeah where you where you free, freeze put them everybody in, put them, yeah. yeah that was that was helpful on the pirate level because you could just freeze them and then push them off the edge yes of a lot of the platforms so yeah yeah that was fun that game does a very good job, though, of, like, just kind of making you switch weapons a lot. Like, they did a pretty good job with, uh, like, how much ammo each weapon has and then how much you end up getting, you know, yep. just by playing, exploring, all that stuff. They did a really good job with that. So you just kind of are always cycling through, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. I'm going to go sweep up some collectibles and then push on. Uh because I, I want to see the end of that. I want to see where this world goes. Uh, maybe it's just maybe Ratchet and Clank just becomes a multi-dimensional kind of game where <laughs> you just, hey, what's up? What's happening in this dimension and and all that? So, yeah, right. Yeah, looking forward to finishing that up. Uh, I, I need to get back to Demon Souls. I need to not do the thing that a lot of people do is stop playing a Souls game and then try to come back to it because. That's that's the thing that kills a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I have an extra day to do it. I have I have Labor Day off. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, we have this week some news. Uh, video game news. Uh, I guess. Hmm. How do I want to kick it off? Uh, we got some we got some PlayStation news here. Uh, first here about Horizon Forbidden West. Um if you're if you if you have a PlayStation 4 and I know a lot of you do. I'm not I'm not blind to the fact that just because I have a PS5 doesn't mean everyone has one and a lot of people don't. But if you buy Horizon Forbidden West on your PlayStation 4 and you plan on upgrading to when you get a PS5 you might want to look into not just buying the standard copy because it seems like they're doing what I would consider the bad thing and not offering an upgrade path. Instead, for Horizon, you have to buy the... um, Oh, is it the special edition and up? Yes. Which is $80? Yeah, digital deluxe. I don't think the digital deluxe... Gets does oh okay so the digital deluxe does get it okay I thought there was another version of it that doesn't get it 
Uh, oh yeah, the special edition doesn't get it. Correct. You get, yeah. Yes. So you either have to buy the collector's edition or the digital deluxe edition. Um, yes. Or I guess the re- the regala, regala edition, which seems like a just a bigger collector. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, collector's edition. Yeah. So you have to spend uh, more money immediately if you want to uh, have both versions of the game. You can't simply upgrade your standard version of the game to to the next generation. So, yeah, I think this is this is a bad decision. Like, offer an upgrade path, even if it does end up adding up to the same amount of money. Offer the upgrade path because not everyone wants to toss up 80 bucks right away exactly yes it, it doesn't make any sense to me uh why you would do this with one of your biggest titles um and when your competition has this dialed down to the point where it makes playstation actually look very laughable i think this is just even worse um it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why? Like, sure, they might make more money this way, but you can't tell me that they're going to make that much more money. That if they just, you know, if you bought the PS4 version and then, you know, got the PS5 version for free when when you upgraded, that that, you know, is going to be worth that much more money to them um, when they're going to be just making a lot of money, period, on this game. Um, and then just why... Why create such a PR headache and make you yourself look bad when you didn't even need to do this? Like, <laughs> it's just no reason. No reason at all. And it just doesn't make any sense to me why. And it doesn't make any sense why they did this for other titles, you know, within their own stuff. It doesn't make sense to me why you have to pay $80 to get both versions when even... Um, Activision, who's the only other company that, or one of the other companies I can think of, that has this cross-generational bundle, is only charging 70 you know, which would be the price of the PlayStation 5 version. Yeah. You know, so charge 70 then, if you really, really want to go this way. It's just, none of it makes sense, and it's just, they're just creating headaches for themselves when they really didn't need to. Yeah. I mean, the part of it is that they think they can get away with it because they're they the way they frame their their first party games as being like these premier like yes just premium games that it's that's that's what yeah. they sell their games as and they think they can get away with it because they right. they have that status yeah like their games are so good you will buy them twice yeah. um, which in some cases that that does happen but that usually happens when there's something kind of substantial with it, like, you know, uh, I don't know, Last of Us Remastered or something, going from PS3 to PS4, that was an upgrade, you know, like, you bought that game twice, you could argue that maybe there should have been some upgrade path there or something like that, but, you know, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Even even if they did, because right now, you would have to buy, you would have to pay $60 for the PS4 version, And then you would end up, you know, depending on when you bought it, but let's just take worst case scenario, you get a PlayStation 5, now you have to pay $70 for the PS5 version. 
if you didn't buy the cross-gen version at all. So there you're buying, like, there's your argument to get the cross-generation version because you're going to save, what, $50. But still, you're, you're spending just way more money when why can't they just do a go what you know ghost of tsushima what they just did recently with that where you know you bought the ps4 version um and then if you want the ps5 version it's just ten dollars you know what i mean yeah like just make it make it easy it just doesn't i don't know it's just stupid to me doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the the fact that you have to look at look at this and see which thing gets you both versions. And while over yeah. when Xbox releases a game, it's uh, hey, you buy the game for Xbox. Which Xbox doesn't fucking matter. Just play it on your Xbox. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it like literally doesn't matter at all. Yeah, over there. Ah, all right. Well, alongside this, and I imagine we'll. We'll see some horizon potentially at this. There's a PlayStation showcase happening this this week. Yes, September 9th. It's Thursday. Um, they're going to be showing some stuff, but not PSVR stuff. Um, we'll see. I. It's got to be. They're, they're going to show some horizon because that's the that's the next first party game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. They might show some God of War. I think we definitely get God Wars title, for sure. And yeah, the, yeah. good. And the rumor potentially Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm, I could see it. I mean, I could totally see it. I mean, that's going to be a big, big exclusive game for PlayStation. So. Yeah, it. Yeah, it is. I just don't know if it's close enough to be showing at all. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, who knows? Just being Final Fantasy, and we know how long those games take to. Yeah. To make. The other game I feel is a lock is Gran Turismo 7. Yes. I think, you know, with that game supposed to come out next year, it was supposed to be out this year, you know, I could see that being like a spring game. Maybe we get a re- release date for it, but I doubt that. But I could see them showing something off with it for sure. Um, I wonder how much they want to talk about stuff that I'm sure there's a couple of key games that they'll definitely want to highlight, like Call of Duty will be there probably um but something like death loop that's coming out really soon is there going to be a trailer for that they had a whole state of play focused on that that could be maybe redundant or whatever especially with it being out so soon so i don't know same with like kina bridges spirits um trying to think of what other kind of smaller indie titles like solar ash maybe jet the far shore you know games that were at the playstation 5 reveal event that maybe they highlight uh more um to me i i would hope that this is more and and they say it kind of in the their write-up of this is this holiday and beyond so i'm a lot more interested obviously in the beyond stuff you know because we we know what's coming this holiday but um so and they gotta reveal new stuff i mean the only things we really know are horizon god war grand turismo yeah, and the thing is, they say it's only going to be 40 minutes, so maybe we just don't get what we want, and that, you know... Yeah, I, w- yeah, I, think, I think we'll definitely get some stuff because they're calling this a PlayStation Showcase and not a state of play. 
So I think we will get some substantial stuff, but because it's 40 minutes, I'm not expecting anything like the PS5 reveal events that we got. Plus, that was the start of like a, a new generation. They had a ton of new stuff to show. So I'm not expecting we walk out and there's 12 new games that were like, oh my God, I can't believe they revealed all these. Um, so I would expect to see stuff on some of the things that they've announced, like God War, Final Fantasy, but then maybe they do like one or two new things. I was looking at their um, studios, like their first party studios, and I'm like, man, I just don't know who else would be announcing stuff that's major. Like Ben Studio, we heard about all that drama uh, that has apparently went down. They're starting a new IP, so that's far away. Guerrilla Games has Horizon. That's soon. They just bought Housemark. They released Returnal. Is there anything new with Returnal? Maybe. Yeah, maybe we get maybe we get a Housemark pack for for PlayStation Five, like yeah. upgrades for those games. Oh yeah, that that could be really cool. I could be down with that. Insomniacs put out two games, so I doubt that unless they have, um, you know, unless they either tease Spider Man Two, which I think that's probably too early, or if they have any sort of expansion for Ratchet and Clank because they they've put out like no real DLC or anything for that game and we know Sony likes to put out a big game and then like here's an, an expansion for it so maybe I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that but I don't I don't know if it'll happen Insomniac just seems to have a lot going on so um London Studio I think they that's the studio behind Blood and Truth um Maybe they're making a PlayStation VR game, but if they're doing that, then, you know, they might not be here. Uh, Media Molecule, I could see Dreams, but that's also, you know, that could be a PlayStation blog announcement. Same yeah. with The Last of Us Part Two coming to PS5 from Naughty Dog. Maybe we see Factions? Yeah, maybe, maybe. A, you know, there's been some rumblings about that, and I feel like that's they've been really quiet on that for a long time, so I could... I could see that happening. Um, let's see. Pixel Opus, they did Concrete Genie in 2019, so... Yeah, maybe possible. Maybe. Um, Sony San Diego, who does um, the MLB games, uh, you know, probably won't see anything from that, but, you know, there's all those rumors that they started a, another studio, and, you know, the, they were working on all sorts of stuff, so maybe... Um, let's see here. Then Santa Monica, God of War, I think is a lock. Team Asobi, they just put out Astrobot, so probably not. What, is, what, Bob, what's so. Blue Point remastering right now? <laughs> yeah, who knows? That that could be, a that could be interesting. And yeah, do they... And you remember that leaked image where right. they acquired Blue Point, but right. it never really happened officially. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something that comes out here and they have that whatever's next from them. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Is it Metal Gear? That was a rumor. Yeah. Um, I want it to be Twisted Metal, but if it's Metal Gear, I guess I'll, I'll have to settle for that. Mm-hmm. I also saw some, some rumors of a potential From Software project, like a Bloodborne 2, but I feel like that's too early Yeah. on that. I mean, they're, they've been so heads down on Elden Ring, so... I don't, I don't see that happening. Plus, I feel like there's rumors every Sony show of a Bloodborne 2. <laughs> One day. Hey, One it worked for Skate 4. 
It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn. I had something in my head and it just left my fucking brain because my brain doesn't work. But anyways, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll definitely pay attention, see, see what's happening. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think I'm going to just, because this is at four o'clock our time and I'm pretty sure I have my yearly review then so mm. won't be able to watch live at my computer or anything so i'm gonna have to i think i'll just stay off the internet and watch here at home yeah. so i can be surprised yeah i'll probably be like still at work or driving home at that time so mm. yeah uh we've got an interview here from ign uh with uh sean layden actually did they do the interview i didn't really look bloomberg Bloomberg did the interview with Sean Layden about why he left PlayStation. Um, and it seems like he just needed a break from, from video games. Yeah, kind of, yeah. He, he said, it's a young person's activity. I felt this is a good time to put a pin in my legacy. Um, and basically that, you know, the transition from PlayStation 4 to 5, he felt like it was a good time to leave. Um, you know, that he said that seemed like a good time to step off on top and allow another generation to take PlayStation five to market. Um, he did not get in, I guess he was asked about, you know, the reshuffling and then in Jim Ryan taking over and he said he wouldn't get any, into any specifics, um, with that. Mm. So, do I think he's speaking the truth? Yeah, but I'm still going to put my tinfoil hat on. I think there were some other things going on, potentially. But that's just me. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, in a way, like, Sean Layden's legacy is very interesting as the head of PlayStation because he turned PlayStation, you know, he was a key figure in turning PlayStation around in the PlayStation 4 era. And then also just setting it on the meteoric success that it ended up having throughout the whole generation. And that is led directly into PlayStation 5 by, you know, kind of transforming, you know, being a key part of transforming their first party studios to make these premium AAA experiences that we all know now. Um, and they, they had a lot of great games under him, so... Yeah, yeah, I he's still alive. I'm not going to blame him. I wouldn't want to be Jim Ryan's yes man either. No, <laughs> because of the things that Jim no. Ryan says, I wouldn't want to be standing by him for that. Right. Right. Um Yeah, right. I Yeah, he also goes on to talk about like the price of making games and how it's just getting more and more expensive and how that's how that's driving like sequel bait we'll, we'll I'll call it uh in video games now where everything tries to be a franchise um and yeah I it, that that makes sense mm -hmm. it's if you if you spend more on a thing you want that thing to have a return and ha be something that establishes um something for further further gain yeah it's Definitely. It's not rocket science. You want the numbers to go up, and you want to make sure the numbers keep going up. Right. And we see this, we've seen this for decades in um, movies. You know, you just see sequels to stuff and reboots be, you know, all the time because that sort of stuff is safer 
a lot of times than doing uh, something new. Um, and I think you just got to have a, you have to have the right balance. And then I, I think it would be smart. And we do see it sometimes though. Um, but it would be smart to just have these companies just experiment. Like, yeah, what if we made a, a game that's, you know, $15 million and we sold it for $40, you know what I mean? Like, you know, let's maybe experiment with some smaller stuff, but yeah. And I I think part of the, part of it that's um, frustrating for me is that just knowing this, like how genuine is it that uh, these games become franchises? Are they just shoving it down our throats because they tossed a bunch of money at it? Is yep. there really that genuine appeal that you'd get that you would have to like a lot of smaller games that do become franchises are like dearly beloved? How much of that is genuine for some of these bigger games or are they just dazzling us with the expensive shiny bits? Yeah. Right. Who knows? Who knows? But this is no surprise that he's saying this. I mean, he's been talking about this stuff for a long time that kind of the rise of cost of AAA development is just not sustainable at all. Hmm. And that's why your games are $70. And that's why Sony wants you to buy Horizon twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, sorry to all of you out there still on the PlayStation 4 who might have to buy Horizon twice. Uh, this latest report makes it sound like getting a PlayStation 5 is going to remain difficult through next year. Um, and, yeah, it's it doesn't look like it's getting any better. Uh, th- this word is coming out of a report from Bloomberg, and they were they got their information from Toshiba, who, who, who creates these a lot of these chips. And, yeah, it, rumor has it, chip shortage through 2022. That's not that's not good news for anyone. Yeah, they said at least September of 2022 is what they're thinking. Um, Toshiba, though, planning to put 545 million dollars into its productions <laughs> between now and 2024 to just have more output of chips. Mm. So it will get better. It's just so much of this stuff takes time to turn these ships and get more things up and running and yeah it's it's a bummer that it'll be you know a whole nother year for this stuff yeah and then i mean just even the demand during the holiday time that's going to be even worse (laughs) yeah yeah it's gonna things are bad things remain bad yeah it it could be worse we could we could have a food shortage (laughs) yes which a lot of parts of the world do mm-hmm. but um yeah it's it, this sucks for people who want to play games uh also sucks for other industries i i know there's there's stuff happening with car electronics as a result of this too uh, which is going to suck when i end up shopping for a new car because my, my workplace has free charging stations for electric vehicles Ooh. that's that's free fuel man yeah if i get an fuel. electric car yeah Mustangs, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen them? I no, actually I saw not. one driving really? around here. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen the electric Mustangs. Yeah. So I'll have to look at that. 
Ah, okay. Let's see, what else do we have here? No Man's Sky! We've got an update for No Man's Sky. Uh, they added, like, little alien settlements on these planets. It looks dope. It, it's it's kind of Star Wars-y. Yeah. Kind of like a Moss Cantina sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Surprise, surprise, there's a, a cool new update for No Man's Sky. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm looking before. at some of these videos. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. No Man's Sky continues to be, like, one of the... One of the coolest things that keeps getting built upon. I want. Do they ever do anything next? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty wild. Yeah, basically this update they're adding settlements and kind of all these towns and the one. Where's the one? You can. Uh, this here just kind of blew my mind when I was reading this. You can submit management credentials to become the settlement overseer. <laughs> Wow. Giving you access to town planning, treasury management, policy decisions, and conflict resolutions. Wow. wow. That's just insane. I wonder how deep it is, uh, but regardless, it's, it's fucking cool, man. Um, and then they're adding more to the base building, like different materials and all sorts of stuff. Fucking dope. It's crazy. Crazy. And all this is free. It's a free damn update. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I need to... I downloaded No Man's Sky. I need to get back into it. <laughs> Put me back in. Although, like, there's the other space game, Destiny 2. Yes. It also has an update. This is... This is smaller, although it is very convenient. Uh, they've had cross-play for a little while now, for, I want to say, almost a month. Um, and they've added an update to allow uh, voice chat with crossplay because that wasn't there at the beginning. That cool. seems kind of important, especially for rating. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Crossplay and Destiny 2, that's a, a game that definitely needs something like that. So, yeah. That's good. All right. Got, got some information on this player unknown guy, Brendan Green. Um, you might know him from Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, the the game that Fortnite is based off of. Uh, he's create he's he's creating a new studio to make make a big sandbox. What he says, the biggest sandbox open sandbox style open world game ever. Which sounds like a technical nightmare, but I wish him the best. This, yeah. Hmm. Think yeah. Minecraft, but real. <laughs> yeah, so his studio isn't named yet, but he did leave PUBG Corp. Um, so not with them anymore. But yeah, when he says that, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't want, I want, I don't want massive sandboxes, even though they could be fun. Like, damn, we have a lot of those. But what he's saying here, where's this quote? Oh, uh, Green says one of the biggest problems with creating a game world at this scale is there simply isn't a way to fill these missions with massive spaces or fill these massive spaces with content, assets, game mechanics, and locations. Uh, he says the key to making worlds bigger than what humans can currently accomplish is getting machines to help. Um, but 
and he's saying that his studio has created such technology mm. to do this. So it sounds like it could be like maybe like maybe they use like procedural generation in a way um, to create the world, you know, rather than do it all by hand, which I don't know. Sometimes we, we just see that like, you know, handcrafted sort of stuff is a lot just more enticing than procedurally generated stuff. I think both have their purposes. Yeah. But um, if so if his goal is to, to make this giant game, maybe that's what he just has to do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, because otherwise you'd spend years just building the world. Um, How long until, like, people just run... If it's a mul- I wonder if it's a multiplayer game. Yeah. And if it is, do people just end up doing a battle royale <laughs> in his sandbox? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what he's coming up with here and keep an eye on his studio. He's trying to do um, something that Fortnite can't copy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wonder I wonder how he feels about PUBG and Fortnite now. You know what I mean? Because they, they were on top of the world a couple of years ago. Yeah. But I uh, I just hope that his studio does not turn into a... Um, was it Ghost Ship Games with Kevin uh, Ken Levine, who created Bioshock? Where, you know, they've just been like noodling away on a game for, for a fucking eternity now. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, hopefully he, uh, it, you know, they can cr- take the time to create something, but we eventually see it. You know, I really want to see what Ken Levine's working on, or hopefully we don't have like a fucking Star Citizen fucking. Well, it can't be Star Citizen <laughs> unless, like, you start stealing people's money. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll be doing that. But in terms of, like, Star Star Citizen is never going to be fucking released properly. You know no. what I mean? Like, it's just going to keep going on and on. So hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll actually see what he's going on or what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Star Citizen is such a joke. All righty. You know, my most anticipated game at the moment that I that I can see on the horizon is not horizon it's lost judgment uh so they they did the thing that i guess all video games have to do now and released a roadmap for lost judgment uh in which they've detailed some dlcs just the post launch plans for this game it's uh it's a lot well not a lot but like it's more than i expected from 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 judgment considering like what we got with the Yakuza games and everything else but uh yeah this just reminded me that Lost Judgment is is sooner than I thought yeah September 25th yeah Ooh. that's very very quick it sounds like they're adding you know some smaller they're adding stuff. more cats yeah adding more cats adding a boxing ring mini game another um, skate park because this is also a skateboarding video game. <laughs> yeah. Detective stuff. And then it sounds like in spring of 2022, there'll be a major story expansion that'll add 10 hours yeah, where to you a play... game that's probably 50 hours long. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like in that in that uh, ex- additional content, you're playing as uh, 
Kaito, uh, Yagami's partner, and I wonder if that's how they how they kick off and uh, not have to deal with uh, mm. the talent agency. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, with all that drama. Yeah, this could be the last Judgment game. Huh. Hopefully not. More like last Judgment. <laughs> Hilarious. God damn. Okay. Um, more importantly, in the big picture, uh, head of that studio, Toshihiro Nagoshi, is uh is in conversation with going to work with uh, Netties, um, which would see him leave the the studio that has created some games that I really fucking love. But if he wants to go get paid, uh, <laughs> because Netties has a shit ton of money, uh go for it if he can make if he can have the resources that netties is going to give him uh and and make make an even bigger game with it i i'm all for it i'm, I'm just all for it mm-hmm. i know netties doesn't necessarily make the games that you think uh that you think of when you think of big triple a games um but in order to start doing that they have to hire people like uh Nagoshi, so does Netties do AAA games? They m- or do they do mobile mobile stuff? Oh, let me look I, at I know Netties like games. I guess primary player base, I guess, is in China. Yes. Um, it's where a lot of their bigger games are. Um, oh. so, so it would be curious if, if he ends up working on mobile titles or if he's going to create larger triple a games like a yakuza sort of game but for netties that might appeal more to a chinese audience maybe i don't mm. know yeah i'm I'm looking at this list here a lot of these are uh are, are mostly mobile games yeah in fact mm. i'm not i'm not familiar with a lot of these they're, yeah. they're working on diablo immortal has diablo immortal come out no it is not uh, they're working on Naraka Blade Point, uh, the the melee battle royale kind of game, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of other stuff. There's some licensed trash, also, <laughs> like they made Marvel Duel. I don't know what the hell that is. No, uh, they've made Tom and Jerry Chase, which I imagine is an endless runner. Yeah. Um, right. Netties also has some investments in some other companies like Activision and uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, I'm pretty sure they invested in Bungie. Yeah. Some. Uh, a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. I think this is interesting, and I wonder how him leaving would, if at all, affect the trajectory of both uh, Yakuza and Judgment, since those series have been kind of changing. Plus, I feel like they've been gaining just more and more of a worldwide following as well uh, with every game. Um, So I I wonder if that affects that at all. I'm sure that, though, there's plenty of people there that can take over and do a fine job. Um, But what I find probably more interesting is um, this quote from the Bloomberg article. from a Tokyo-based analyst, Sirkin Toto, um, said that uh, Tencent and NetEase have been speaking to just about all publicly traded studios here 
and are actively courting some privately held developers too. They both feel pressure to make headway in Japan, especially since regulations in their home market are becoming increasingly restrictive. Um, so looking to poach some Japanese talent to try to, you know, do more stuff outside yeah, of China. Yeah, and, and try, to, try to make games that appeal outside of China. Yeah. Because um, they... They've recently passed a law um, restraining, like re- restricting uh, how how long uh, minors can play online video games. Um, yes, which I can, I can, I can see how that might be something that people would find important um, because there are there are things about a lot of these mobile games that are intentionally targeting like addictive sort of behavior um and you know a lot a lot of people are sick and just want to watch the numbers go up and you know (laughs) and they'll pay more money to do so and you know that that's not a healthy thing to be introduced to when you're very young um no so yeah i mean but you can you can see both sides of that too like they're there's also like, hey, let the kids do what they want. But this is specifically saying online games because online games are the ones where you feel the social pressure to get the shiny new skin for whatever character you're playing as, or pull the pull your pull the popular anime JPEG out of out of a, a random pack. <laughs> um, so yeah, there is social pressure around that as well. It's not just about like the game itself. So. Yeah. That said, if if they can get some Japanese talent and deploy their massive resources to make really cool games, I'm I would like to see what that what comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Also, like there are a lot of gross people out there, like oh no, China, oh no, China, but like come on. But I mean, there's cool. There's some cool um, games that are coming out of China yeah. from Chinese developers, and I think more of that could be cool. Like, what's that black, black? Oh, fuck. Are you talking about Black Desert Online? That Black MMO? Desert Online, uh, but um, the, oh my god, it's that RPG Wukong. Wukong, yes. Yeah. That that like has just these like amazing visuals. Black Myth so cool. Wukong. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, like that game looks fucking awesome. Like I want to play that. So, yeah, more and more coming out of China there. Yeah. People want to scold China for buying up talent. Maybe they should be a little bit more scoldy. <laughs> These same people are very quiet when it comes to CD Projekt Red. Um, who could say why that is? Uh, but uh, CD Projekt Red is apparently, I mean, according to who? Who? Hmm. So... When I saw this, I immediately thought, we don't know when that Cyberpunk update's coming out. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we don't know when the Witcher 3 update is coming out, because they said they were going to do an updated version for these consoles, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they did. I heard something about that, and it says in this article that they said they're, they're going to do that, but we don't know when any of this is happening. And, Yeah. Yeah, they just don't want to put a date on these things because maybe they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I too saw this article and was like, "Oh yeah, like I totally forgot that they wanted to get the next gen version of Cyberpunk out in the second half of this year, and we are 
We're well in the last quarter that. this year. <laughs> yeah, we're well into it, barreling towards the end of the year and still have no no idea when that's going to happen. So I don't think it's going to happen this year. I honestly don't. I, I in, in a way, it doesn't have to happen this year either. There's plenty of stuff to play, but, you know, I think more so I think it's incredibly important for CD Projekt Red to completely nail that version of the game. Not have any problems, basically, at all with it because that could really really help turn around the you know the uh the fate of that game really so yeah basically they said that they have some dates in mind but they are not going to share them at all until they know that they are ready and they're grinding away um and then i didn't know this that the witcher 3 next gen version is actually being handled by saber interactive not cd project red Mm. So that, in a way, kind of depends on Saber Interactive and the, the progress that they make. Sure. CD Projekt Red is pushing them along, um, but, you know, that, that that's kind of up in the air. So, And they said that was supposed to be out this year, too. So who knows? We not, might not get any of these versions this year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I... <laughs> I just cannot believe that they released Cyberpunk 2077 when they did, and they can't. They don't even have this next-gen version out yet. They should have, I mean, obviously, we've talked about a lot, and in hindsight, it's very obvious, they should have delayed that game into this year. But I think even in hindsight, they should have just launched it on just PlayStation 5, Series X, and PC, really went full out with it. Because, sure, maybe that install base isn't there like it is on PS4 and Xbox One, but um, that would be a game that so many people, when they buy a new console, would buy. And the the tale of that game over time would be huge. So I'm sure you'd, you'd get your money back. Um, mm. And then you wouldn't just have this disaster. You wouldn't have your stock prices dropping. I don't know. I'm sure they're well aware of the mistakes that they made. <laughs> yeah, or at least the, on the man. Whether they, end, whether they've sure. learned from those mistakes is we we have yet to see. But right. it seems like there's at least some hope here in not announcing a date yet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I will play Cyberpunk 2077 a lot more when that next gen version's out. I just even playing on a PlayStation Five, I'm like, I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> which is PS with the PS4 version, so. Yeah, and no, I I think the rumor is a free upgrade, right? That, yes. Or was I that th- confirmed? I think they've said it's a free upgrade for Cyberpunk. I don't know if they've said for The Witcher. I could be wrong on that, though. They might have, but... Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we do have a date on uh, the Crisis Remastered Trilogy. Um, yes. It's... Uh, it's October, well, October fifteenth. Um, yeah, just getting all three Crisis games. Crisis, the game you play on your new device, except <laughs> they're also releasing these on the old devices, uh, like Switch. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how well Crisis is gonna run on a Switch. I don't, I don't know either. Although they did make Crisis run on PlayStation 3, so maybe maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. All right. 
But what's cool is I, I think this is natively coming to PS5 and Series X, which I don't think happened with the Crisis Remastered of just the first one that came yeah. out. I think that was just on PS4. Um, so, so yeah, so it's it's cool that they're doing this. And, you know, hopefully... Um, I, I'm somewhat interested in this because I do remember... Like, I remember watching Keith way back in the day. He played the Crisis games. I remember oh, yeah. watching him play... I think it was Crisis 3. I'm like, this looks pretty fucking neat to play, at least. And so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by this. You know, mm. I like shooting stuff. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't make uh, your PlayStation 5 melt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And lastly here, we have... Your September these are already no these are out next week. Yep. Yeah. Next you got your September PlayStation Plus video games. Um just get them out here right now. For on PlayStation 5, you can get Overcooked All You Can Eat. When I first looked at this, that fork looked like a Y and I thought it was y'all you can eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh also on PlayStation 4, Hitman 2, and Predator Hunting Grounds. If you're interested in that sort of thing. Personally, not interested in Predator. No. Not at all. Um, and Hitman 2, you know what? I have Hitman 3, which means I have Hitman 2. Yeah, so if you played this, uh, if you get this, Hitman 2, and then if you bought Hitman 3... You could just load it into your Hitman 3 and play with all the new mechanics. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully it works that way. But, yeah, Hitman 2 is a good game. Overcooked's a good game as well, if you have people to play it with. Yeah. it's Overall, it's a much better month than this month. Because I was on... I was playing... While I was playing F1 the other night, I went to the PlayStation Plus thing that was on PS5. Yeah. And I was like... Did I even download or you know add any of these games to my library for August? And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, I did not. But there's a reason for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Tennis World Tour and Hunters Battle Arena or whatever the fuck that game is called. And I don't even remember the other one. I'm like, that's that's why because August was bad. Yeah, I actually don't want these crowding my library. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's that's video games. Um, we're gonna go play some. I think. Yes. I think we're gonna play some video games. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that, and F1, and eventually the NFL starting. Yes. I lost track of time. <laughs> we did have a draft. We did. So I'm sure we'll be chatting about that every week yeah it's um actually not looking too good for my team i think out of all the the projected points that everyone has in their lineups right now i have the least amount of points projected so Mm. i'm like fuck (laughs) i uh i always screw myself every fucking time we do this on running backs running backs and wide receivers are probably the most valuable yeah ones and every year I'm like, I'm going to draft one of these guys first, and then I don't. I what screw did myself. You, I didn't pay attention. What t- did you do? I took Patrick Mahomes first. Why? Why not? Because he's a, he's, a, he's a good boy. 
He's a good boy. He'll score me some points. But, uh, yeah. So I might screw myself a little bit on that, never, but we'll see. Never I, I take a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. I, know, I, know, I know. I waited until, like, the mid-rounds got Lamar Jackson, and I waited until way late and got Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. You can still get good quarterbacks late in the draft. Why did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. So I might have fucking screwed myself, and I might might be the last place team this year. Who fucking knows? <laughs> well, we It'll all know fun. I'm going to go undefeated and run away with the league, so we'll <laughs> update you on that next week. Yeah. Uh, until then, there are a couple of things you need to do. One thing is rate and review us on your podcast app for what you're listening to this on. Give us five stars. Give us a recommendation to your friends. And give us your questions at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or PlayStationReportPodcast on Twitter. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Until next time, be good to each other, play your video games, and TP in a wigwam.